Hello, human family. I'm Jocelyn, and I am grateful you're here. Welcome to the Starting with Gratitude podcast. This is a safe space intended to host heart-centered conversations exploring all topics of the human and spiritual experience. Every conversation starts with gratitude and remains rooted in gratitude. After you listen, make sure to join the community by subscribing and sharing. I am so happy you have joined us. It's your girl, your host, Jocelyn. Y como siempre, I am so grateful you are here. And I'm so grateful for this conversation that you and I are about to have on discernment. I am so grateful to have been strengthening my discernment through my recent seasons of profound awakening and healing and solitude as I've shared with you in the past couple of one-on-one episodes. And I really am so grateful that I trust my ability to discern what and who are for my highest good. And I feel like this is a conversation that we need to be having, especially during these times where spirituality, wellness, healing are all becoming increasingly more mainstream and therefore more and more saturated with both genuine and not so genuine people, brands, companies, because y'all False prophets is a thing, okay? False prophets is a thing. And my intention for this conversation is just to encourage you to set the intention to strengthen your spiritual discernment and your spiritual autonomy. Again, it is so incredibly important that we do so, especially during these times. And we're going to get into it. So I'm really excited for this conversation. And I do want to say that I actually dropped a YouTube video on my channel all about practicing spiritual discernment and autonomy in the times of spiritual warfare capitalism and colonization because that is what's going down it's been going down but i just feel like it's increasingly more transparent and that youtube video offers guidance and advice when engaging with spiritual content teachers readers guides this episode will touch on some of the things that i shared in that video but We are primarily going to be expanding on discernment in general together, and I'll be sharing some ways in which I've strengthened my discernment, and we're also just going to be defining discernment together and really gaining clarity on what discernment is. So let's get into it, shall we? I want to start by sharing my YouTube video intro because I feel like It's going to set the tone for this conversation. And it also is expressing the intention of that video. And again, it's just highlighting the importance of us really practicing strengthening our spiritual discernment and autonomy. So here's the intro. 
We are living in a time where practicing discernment, tuning into your intuition, and trusting yourself, your true self, are progressively incredibly important. Over the past couple of years, in response to the collective and individual trauma and unexpected major life changes we experienced, many of us have witnessed ourselves and those around us crave healing and seek out guidance for that healing. We have grown to desire deeper meanings and deeper truths, opening ourselves up to new healing modalities and spiritual experiences and perspectives. As a result to this growth in demand, we've seen a growth in supply as more and more healers, guides, practitioners, astrologers, readers, life coaches, psychics, and beyond have begun to offer services and advice across all platforms and mediums. We are now increasingly visibly seeing the capitalism and colonization of spirituality as individuals, brands, and corporate companies desire to selfishly take advantage and profit off of your innocent desire to heal and awaken. Again, I just feel like this conversation is so important for us to have because as I just mentioned, the capitalism and colonization of spirituality is something to not take lightly. I don't believe it's a coincidence that spirituality, wellness, and healing all became popular and mainstream during a time where we as individuals and as a collective were experiencing a lot of trauma and were seeking out and still are seeking out guidance for truth. Again, my intention for both the YouTube video and this podcast episode is really to inspire you to turn inward and enlighten the godliness and goddessness and divine and guide and teacher and leader that exists within you. And really come to know what and who are for your highest good. What and who are for your best interest. What and who are in alignment with the divine. What and who will actually keep you in alignment with the divine. And confront the aspects of you that may have become codependent on turning to other quote-unquote spiritual teachers, healers, guides, etc. for healing, for awakening, for advice, and essentially handing over to them your power and your leadership over your own life. This is not to throw shade at the spiritual community or at any teachers, guides, leaders, etc. that have stepped into their divine gifts and are offering their gifts. Because I myself consider myself to be one of those people that have 
honed in on their spiritual gifts and have been offering their quote-unquote spiritual gifts. But when I observe that past version of me that was honestly desperate to heal and awaken, I was exercising my unhealthy codependency on the people, pages, content that I honestly shouldn't have been depending on for guidance and attaching myself to for clarity and answers over my own divine journey and unfoldment. I really want you to know that your energy, your healing, your awakening, your spirit is incredibly sacred. And it matters who has access to it. It matters who you give access to your energy, your healing, your awakening, your spirit. So again, I'm really passionate about this conversation that we are having about the video that I just shared. I have been wanting to share that video for such a long time and I'm so grateful and happy that I'm finally having this conversation with you. So let's start by actually defining discernment. When you type discernment on Google, here are some of the first initial definitions that come up. We have the ability to judge well. Discernment is the ability to obtain sharp perceptions or to judge well. In the case of judgment, discernment can be psychological, moral, or aesthetic in nature. Discernment has also been defined in the contexts scientific, normative, and formal. Discernment is the quality of being able to grasp and comprehend what is obscure. Discernment is the ability to recognize small details, accurately tell the difference between similar things, and make intelligent judgments. I like the ability to recognize small details. I really like that one. Discernment, okay, I already read that one. Discernment is nothing more than the ability to decide between truth and error, right and wrong. Okay, that's the one for me. Discernment is nothing more than the ability to decide between truth and error, right and wrong. And the way that I personally perceive right and wrong is right as in, is it in alignment with a divine? Is it in alignment with truth? And wrong. Is it not in alignment with a divine? Is it not in alignment with truth? When you Google discernment, these definitions come up, but also what comes up are some links that express that there are steps in discernment, that there is a process to discernment, and that piqued my curiosity. And so I looked into some of the links, and there's one link that I want to share with you. I'm going to put the link in the show notes in the case that some of you want to explore this link and read some more because I'm not going to read all of it to you. 
but it's titled Seven Attitudes or Qualities Required for an Authentic Discernment Process. And I really like that title. I also like how discernment is being described as a process because I never really saw it that way, but it actually makes sense to me. I never really noticed how as I have practiced and strengthened my discernment, a process was taking place. And so it expanded my conscious awareness and my perspective on discernment. So let's get into what the seven attitudes or qualities are in requirement for an authentic discernment process according to this link, this page, which is from xavier.edu. So the first of the seven attitudes is openness. We must approach the decision in question with an open mind and an open heart. We cannot find God's will for us if we enter into the decision-making process with a preconceived outcome based on our self-will, biases, and what Ignatius calls attachments, which I totally agree with. We can't be allowing our ego to get in the way of the truth, right? And we have to be open to receiving that truth and acknowledging that truth. Then there's generosity. To enter into a decision-making process with such openness requires a generous spirit with which we, with a largeness of heart, put no conditions on what God might call us to. Courage. Such openness and generosity require courage, for God might be asking something difficult, challenging, and risky of us. It takes courage to give up control and trustingly put the decision in God's hands while seeking God's will over our own. And I just want to say, like, It says God here, but if you personally don't resonate with the word God, please go ahead and replace that with whatever higher power it is that you pray to, that you believe in, that you're currently, you know, in relationship with. We're here as a community with an open mind and an open heart to have these kinds of conversations. And I really appreciate you. I'm so grateful for you again for being here and having this conversation with me. Then there's interior freedom. To make such a prayerful, generous, courageous decision requires interior freedom. Their whole and deepest desire is to do whatever God's will is for them with no conditions attached. And what I perceive as interior freedom is not allowing the ego within us to overpower us liberating ourselves from our unhealthy ego, liberating ourselves from the internal societal and cultural conditionings and programmings that we may have. Then there's a habit of prayerful reflection on one's experience. How can we hear God's call if we're not listening? Mm, Something to think about. Having one's priorities straight is the second to last one, which I'm going to expand on later in our conversation. And lastly, there is not confusing ends 
with means. And I found this one to be very interesting. One of the examples of confusing ends with means is a person who first chooses to make a lot of money and be successful and only afterwards looks at how they might serve God with this. A person like this, in effect, puts God into second place, only wanting to come into their lives after first choosing what they want. They mix, they mix up the order of an end and a means to that end, not putting first things first. And the way that I perceive this is that when it says not confusing ends with means, the means are the pure intentions to be of service to the divine, to be in alignment with the divine and with truth. There is a little conclusion at the end of this page that says, having these seven essential attitudes of openness, generosity, interior freedom, prayerful reflection on experience, having one's priorities straight and not confusing ends with means, the discerner has their satellite dish pointed in the right direction in order to receive God's signals. Possessing these qualities is the precondition for hearing God's call through an authentic discernment process. And I'd like to offer the perspective that we can also look at when they mention God here, we can look at it as our intuition. Possessing these qualities is a precondition for hearing our intuition through an authentic discernment process. So again, I'm going to put this link in the show notes of this episode if you would like to read everything that this link shares, but I just felt inspired to share it with you. I found it to be very interesting as I personally resonated with this and it reflects some of the ways in which I personally have been strengthening my own discernment. So let's get into 10 ways I've strengthened my discernment in no chronological order. First up, we have solitude. And I'm mentioning this first because in the last couple one-on-one episodes between you and I, we have been talking all about solitude. And one of the things or a couple of the things that I mentioned about solitude that I think is important to bring up here in this conversation about discernment is that solitude has helped me discern what energy belongs to me and what energy does not belong to me. It also has helped me practice energetic hygiene, which therefore gifted me the purity of being open and receptive to receiving divine guidance. So the second way that I've strengthened my discernment is through energetic hygiene and cleansing, cleansing my energy, cleansing my energetic fields, my aura from projections, illusions, attachments that aren't in alignment with truth, that don't serve my highest good or the highest good of all. And also in the cleansing of my energy and my energetic field, I'm also cleansing the fog of my clarity, the fog of not being able to tune into and tap into my intuition, 
which, you know, I believe our intuition and our ability to discern to be hand in hand. Stillness is another way that I have strengthened my discernment because it is in stillness where I can actually consciously listen. Conscious listening is another way that I've strengthened my discernment. And it's one of my favorite spiritual practices, honestly. And I'd like to share a realization, I guess, that I had recently. And that realization is that feeling is a form of listening. When we are listening without feeling, I feel like we're simply hearing, not necessarily consciously listening. We can listen with our bodies. Like when our bodies help us cast judgments on people, places, things, when we can feel the vibe is off in someone or someplace or something, consciously listening is listening to when our body is telling us that something is off. You absolutely need to consciously listen to your mind, body, and spirit in order for you to practice discernment, strengthen discernment, and express authentic discernment. Prayer and meditation have strengthened my discernment because it is in prayer and meditation where I communicate with the divine and I affirm my receptivity. Affirming my receptivity is a way I've strengthened my discernment. We cannot underestimate the power of affirming our receptivity. We can desire to be in communication with the divine We can desire to be in alignment with our higher self. We can desire to manifest our visions and dreams and goals. But are we receptive to receiving them? Have you ever had the experience of manifesting a desire, but finding yourself unable to actually receive that desire? An example of that would be, let's say you have been desiring to manifest a healthy, intimate relationship and you met someone who is offering you the experience of a healthy relationship, which you may have never experienced in the past. And all you had been focusing on prior to manifesting that healthy relationship is your desire and not your receptivity. So as you were experiencing this healthy relationship, it felt so foreign to you and you hadn't practiced opening yourself up to receiving that healthy relationship that you actually ended up self-sabotaging that relationship. Again, we cannot underestimate the power of affirming our receptivity. And again, in prayer and meditation is one way that I'm affirming my receptivity. Literally saying out loud that I am open and receptive to 
my blessings. I'm open and receptive to divine guidance, divine intervention, divine protection. Y'all affirm your receptivity. Then there's honest and deep conversations. Honest and deep conversations have strengthened my discernment because they have expanded my perceptions. They have expanded my perspectives. They have expanded my conscious awareness. And these are honest and deep conversations, both with myself, with others, with the divine. And this is one reason why I am just so grateful that I created my podcast because the honest and deep and heart to heart conversations that I've had in this space have been so healing for me, so awakening for me and have actually contributed to strengthening my discernment, my ability to judge well. Because in engaging in honest and deep conversation, you are engaging with truth and you are learning from your own experiences and the experiences of others. This is one reason why I'm just so passionate about having honest, deep conversations because I really wholeheartedly believe that in us sharing our truths and us creating these safe spaces to have these conversations, we can learn so much from each other. And also, like, have you ever been engaging in a honest, deep conversation with someone else? And as you were talking to them or as they were talking to you, you were learning just so much about yourself, having all these realizations. Shout out to honest and deep conversations. Shout out to safe spaces that allow us to have those honest and deep conversations. And I just want to affirm that this podcast is a safe space to have honest and deep conversations. So I pray that the conversations held here on this podcast are not only assisting me, but also assisting you in strengthening your discernment. Then there's reflection. Reflection has strengthened my discernment. And I, I feel like it's important for me to clarify that when I say reflection, I'm meaning reflection from an observer's perspective. Because it is only when I am in the seat of the observer that I am able to actually reflect in a way that empowers me. Because when we are reflecting on an experience while being attached to it, we can't walk away with the wisdom that it carries. So for example, let's say I'm reflecting on a breakup that I experienced in the past. And as I'm reflecting on it, I'm starting to get really upset and angry and frustrated and sad because I'm reflecting on how I didn't receive the closure that I feel I deserved and the clarity that I desired. And I am beginning to feel heartbroken again because I really wish that it worked out. Like that kind of reflection, what good does it do to me other than trigger me? Whereas when I reflect on the breakup from an observer's perspective. I'm not so attached to those emotions tied to that experience. 
And I can see how the lack of closure contributed to my wisdom, contributed to my discernment. I can see how the divine had a role in that relationship not working out. And I'm a super reflective person and I've always felt like being reflective, again, from an observer's perspective. So being an observer, I've always felt like that has been a blessing and a gift because I've been able to empower myself from past experiences that typically would disempower someone because my reflections and my ability to observe have gifted me the opportunity to walk away from such experiences with wisdom and knowledge and a stronger ability to discern. Then there's prioritizing peace. Prioritizing peace. In the link that I shared with you, it talked about how one of the seven attitudes or qualities required for an authentic discernment process is having one's priorities straight. And I agree with that because when you know what your priorities are, you're able to make decisions and choices and judgments that are rooted in those priorities. So me prioritizing peace, I'm going to discern what is in alignment with my peace and what isn't in alignment with my peace. What is going to contribute with my peace and what is going to disturb my peace. So getting clear on your priorities really helps you strengthen your discernment because it gives you that clarity of what your compass is. And lastly, practice. Practice has strengthened my discernment. All of life is a practice. Every single day we are practicing. And the truth is that I have had to practice and make mistakes and allow myself to be a beginner and quote unquote fail at relationships in order for me to actually discern what relationships are for my highest good and what relationships are not for my highest good. I have had to allow myself to practice experiencing different kinds of people in my life so that I can actually know what kinds of people are good for my soul and my spirit. So I can be able to feel which people are in alignment with the divine and which people aren't. Allow yourself to be a beginner in this life time and time again. Allow yourself to practice. Allow yourself to be a student of life, a student of discernment. Because the discernment that I have now is not the discernment that I had yesterday or a month ago or a year ago. Now I'd like to offer you some reflectional prompts when making decisions. So as I share these prompts with you, again, I encourage you to consciously listen, tune into your body, see how your body reacts to these prompts that I'm sharing with you. And if you feel inspired to whip out your writing materials and do some journaling, go ahead and answer that call. 
Here are five reflectional prompts. What is my current relationship with my decision making? What is my current relationship with my intuition? What is my decision making rooted in? Is it rooted in your priorities, as we talked about earlier? Is it rooted in your values, in your intentions? What are some past decisions I've made for myself that I love? And why? Why do you love those decisions? Do I listen or do I simply hear? Now, I'd also like to offer you some reflectional prompts when turning to spiritual healers and guides and readers, etc. for your healing, for your awakening, for advice, for clarity, etc. These are some of the prompts that I shared in the YouTube video that I talked about earlier. What clarity am I looking for outside of me? Do the reader and I share common beliefs and values? How do I feel after experiencing their energy? Is this person naturally guiding me back to my true self? And my own power. This prompt is actually a prompt that I really, really want you to even write down because it's so important for you to be asking yourself not only if readers and healers and guides, etc., but any person is guiding you to your true self and your own power, your own empowered self, or if this person is bringing you out of alignment with your true self and is disempowering you. This is a really, really important prompt and question to be reflecting on and asking yourself when engaging with people. Lastly, am I dependent or becoming dependent on readings or readers to lead my journey? Again, One of the reasons why I feel like talking about discernment is so incredibly important at this time, specifically spiritual discernment, is to encourage spiritual autonomy, is to encourage you to step into the leadership role of your own life and begin to actually trust yourself and strengthen your intuition your relationship with the divine so that you're not handing over that leadership to other people because ultimately the best person to turn to for guidance over your own life and divine unfoldment is you. Now, let's get into some empowering affirmations. These are the affirmations that I also shared in the YouTube video that I absolutely wanted to share with you in this podcast episode. 
if you are currently driving or at work or busy or in a space where you can't get into a meditative moment with yourself, then simply set the intention to consciously listen to these affirmations and perhaps revisit them at another time where you can actually close your eyes and open up your receptivity to fully receive them, maybe even write them down and speak them over your own life if they resonate with you, if they feel good to you. But if you can get into a meditative space and position, then go ahead and get comfortable. If you'd like to write these down, grab, grab your writing materials. If you feel comfortable, go ahead and put your hand over your heart with the intention to receive and tune into your body and close your eyes. I am worthy of trusting myself to make the best decisions for myself. I am capable of aligning myself to my highest self. I am strengthening my ability to discern what and who are for my highest good. I am a reflection of divine intelligence, creativity, light, and love. I am strengthening my relationship with my intuition and I honor my intuitive power. I am not dependent on external influences or circumstances to define who I am. I am consciously aware of the healer, the guide, the leader, the intuitive that exists within me. I am consciously aware that the emotions, the triggers, the shadows that arise within me are helpful teachers and guides towards me gaining a greater understanding of myself, my needs, and my desires. I know that last one was a bit long. I'm going to read it one more time. I am consciously aware that the emotions the triggers, the shadows that arise within me are helpful teachers and guides towards me gaining a greater understanding of myself, my needs, and my desires. If you close your eyes, go ahead and open your eyes. Check in with your body and how you feel. Again, if these resonated with you, if these feel good to you, write them down, put them on post-its, put it on your mirror, on your door where you could see it every day and really encourage your spiritual autonomy, strengthen your spiritual discernment. I'm having this conversation with you as a friend who cares about who is having access to your energy and your healing and your awakening and your spirit 
because it is sacred. We expanded a lot on discernment in this conversation, and I'm so grateful that we had it. I'm so grateful for your openness to receive this conversation. I thank you so much for listening. If you would like to continue the conversation or more specifically talk about discernment in the context of practicing spiritual discernment in the times of spiritual warfare, capitalism, and colonization, I expand more on that in the YouTube videos. So if you'd like to talk more about our current times of spiritual capitalism and colonization, then head on over to the YouTube video. Um, I share a bit more uh, reflectional prompts and offer some of my own um, words of encouragement and advice in navigating your spiritual journey and approaching readers and guides and healers and what to look out for when you're engaging in them and investing in them. I also offer some gentle reminders and I'm on a hike while filming this video. So we've got Mother Nature supporting us in the conversation and holding that safe space for us. But again, I'm just so grateful to have finally put these conversations out into the world because I had been feeling called to speak on discernment and the importance of discernment for quite some time now. I pray that you are walking away from this episode with confidence and clarity and comfort in some way, shape, or form. And I also pray that you're walking away from this episode feeling inspired and empowered to strengthen your discernment. And I pray that I offered some resources and some practical tools and guidance for you in doing so. I very much look forward to our next conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to share a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It's very simple, very quick. Just head on over to Apple Podcasts, search starting with gratitude, scroll down and see the stars and comment box waiting for you to share your honest rating and review. Share this episode with anyone who is also navigating their spiritual journey and awakening. Peace and blessings and so much love and gratitude to you all. Your girl, your host, Jocelyn.